Hello? <laughs> gotcha. Yo, this is no shit. <laughs> and Roushi. On the Mama We Made It podcast. Happy October 4th to everybody out there. This is the fifth Tuesday that we hitting you with these podcasts. Thank you to everybody that's been listening, that's been commenting, giving us feedback, yeah? Love you. Love you. Like no other. Keep writing in comments. Blow a kiss to your mother. Give a hug to your brother. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoy this because we got Mizzle Supervision in the building. Mr. Gavin McNeil. Nushi, tell him. Ah. Mama. Mama. We, we made it. it. What it, what it, what it do though? <laughs> yeah, yo, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have my motherfucking brother Gavin Mizzle McNeil tell in him. the building with us tonight. Whoa, hey, Whoa. <laughs> just to give y'all a little brief introduction on this kindred spirit, uh, Gavin to me has been an inspiration ever since I first met him. Uh, I actually first crossed paths with Gavin when I graduated college and I was working with you and I and Gavin was doing JBC, Just Be Cool. Um, and we really got close through a mutual friend of ours, AJ Rolan, who I think we can both look at as like a big bro. Uh, but Gavin and I have have really gotten to know each other extremely well. I've always been enamored by his, not only his energy, but his his creative genius, the way he sees the world, um, the way his art really evokes emotions, and, and the way he's been able to really uh, capture the greatness within any of the human beings or any of the endeavors in which he's been a part of. And I'm truly honored to have you on the podcast today, Brose. Get it. Get it. Me? Get it. Um, so, Gav, I really want to start out. Let's start young, man, because, you know, it's crazy to think about it. Um, you know, coming from a family in which your father was, was in the NFL, um, you guys moved around, and then you ended up being, you know, a youngster in – Los Angeles, um, and you know, grew up and went to to high school in in the Beverly Hills area. So you were a cat that came from an element that understood, you know, the streets around you, but at the same time, were surrounded by the opulence of of communities around you, and you really got to see both worlds. And you know, I want to know, did did that? Was that dichotomy the start of like your understanding and the way in which you saw the world? Yeah, no, nah, that definitely played a part in um that definitely played a part in you know my perspective on things. Um it filled in some gaps. Uh it gave me a uh it was kind of the two extremes, you know? I mean it wasn't yeah, Arlington, Jefferson South Central Los Angeles wasn't the poorest neighborhood at all. Yeah. But, you know, you still see some of the um, 
just the things that come along come with uh, a neighborhood that's in poverty. You know what I'm saying, or just that yeah. that environment. But then going to school on the other end of the spectrum to what they, you know, probably the, one of the richest cities in America. Yeah, you know, was it's like two ends of the spectrum, and it gives you a lot of perspective uh, of, of what's out there. Right. And and then just an approach to, you know, we can really dive in deep as to how that affected me. Let's dive in, bro. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I mean. It's, it's well, you know, so one thing you look at, right, is like, it's, it's, so you look at, right, L.A., South Central, no money, you know what I'm saying? Just a community that's really. But everybody, right, you, you look up and you realize that everybody wants to floss. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be like, okay, I'm, boom, boom, I got rims on my car. I got yeah. beat in my car. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I got this kind of car. Absolutely. Know? I got I got the fake Gucci belt or the real one. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and, um, and then it was funny because I'll go to school. It's like these motherfuckers that are rich as fuck that are like, how old were you at this time? This is like fucking 14 years old, 15 Work. years old. You go to school and you're like, yo, like motherfuckers that are rich as fuck want to look poor. Work. Or they want to wear the they want to wear dickies and chucks and sag their pants and their shoelaces as their belt and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Like one side of the spectrum is trying to be this end and the yeah. other end is trying to be that yeah. end. Nobody wants to just be themselves. But they want to portray this, I am the other side of things. You know what I'm saying? And, really? And it's like, yeah, it was like, I saw more Gucci in the hood than I did in Beverly Hills. That's crazy. You know what I'm yeah. That's so and funny. So it was an interesting perspective to where it really told me, like, yo, you got to just be yourself. Yeah. To the extreme. That's what's missing from the world. You know Word. what I'm saying? Like, that was, so that, yeah, that's real. I feel like, I feel like with your art, uh, everything that you've done, um, whether it be direct art or whether it be you curating um, amongst the culture, mm-hmm. but with 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 that in mind, um, you know we've we've had talks and and you've told me that that you know you've been around so many different things, but for you your 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 pathway or your passage to to oneness with yourself was really through the creative arts and the creative endeavors mm-hmm. right when when for you was it that you really started um you know i guess what birthed your your desire to to create and be a creative mm-hmm. and like kind of let's talk about what that journey was like from the onset and then we'll get into you know where that led you to but what what was that moment for you like how old were you when was this like when did this really start I guess when was the seed kind of planted within you? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let's talk about how that, that kind of birthed and, and grew over time. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> um, I can remember being in second grade and there was this uh, teacher that had us make these like little rockets. Okay. You know, like little rockets. You do the shit at, do you remember the teacher's name no i don't even remember her name Um, shout out to the missus whoever she was right so shout out to her but she so she had us make these rockets right and she had 
told us to kind of make like a little ID card as if we worked for NASA. Really? And I made an ID card and I printed a grip of them and used them as business cards. Hell yeah. Really? And I, and I was telling people like I was... I was making rockets and like selling them. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't sell any. I didn't have any. I had, <laughs> yeah. I had R1. Yeah, it was an idea. But yeah. I was like, I turned my ID card that I worked at NASA into like a business card and I sold a grip and I went home to my mom like, it's my business card. That is great. You know? Wow. And uh, I think that was one memory that I have to where I was like, oh, okay, I had like an entre- entrepreneurial spirit, you know, but then um, I always... You know, through school, my papers look crazy, doodles all over them, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't until high school um, when I uh, I was in high school and I had this uh, freshman year. Chick was uh, came for like a um, it's like the job fair type of thing okay. right into school. Sat with her. And I was listening to her talk about how she started her shit. She started her little clothing line, this, that, and the other. And I was like, man, I want to get into that. Yeah. 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 So, and then uh, another lady, same thing. She started a PR company. She ended up becoming a teacher at the school and having an elective at the school that we could take. Me and five or like 10 other kids actually took the class. Wow. And uh, she gave me a link to get a, a, a fake or like a pirated fucking Adobe Illustrator software nice word and first thing she had us do was was freshman year yeah first thing she had us do was design a brand or logo and make a business card so there was there was a a class for this it was so the class was an elective and it was like a pr and marketing elective because she was a pr she had a pr company actually right down the street from here she had a pr company so i made the logo Made these business cards, and I was telling people I got a clothing line now. That's you know what I'm amazing. Saying? My, so, from those business cards, is that when the first uh, when the name first started? Not, not the name that now. The current that name was yeah. called Majestic Soul. Majestic wow. Soul. Majestic you, Soul. What made you choose that name? Just Majestic Soul was it was about royalty, and that's how I felt about myself. You know, it was a, being a, a royal soul, a royal spirit. You know, ninth grade, I, I was just crazy thinking about it but I had this logo that was like this almost little stick figure with a big afro that had a pick in his hair that was like a crown almost but it was a really pick, you know what I'm saying and it was it was basically speaking to you know how I felt about the culture you know what I'm saying do you still have that anywhere I do I still have I still have I could find the business card in a, in a file yeah I definitely still have the hat that I went and got made downtown <laughs> You know, that's um, crazy. That young freshman year. Yeah. My freshman year. And that's I started, wild. And I started selling those hats with that logo on it at school. So from that. So she was really your first kind of inspiration into <clears throat> that world. Yeah, man. She she definitely put me. She gave me the tools like to, yeah. when she gave me illustrated. I, I was on that shit 24 seven because you already had. I mean, like you told me, you know, you shared a great story before the podcast of mm-hmm. coming to L.A. and noticing all the colors in this city are just faded mm-hmm. from the sun. Mm-hmm. That's something I would never even think of. You probably would. No. I think from there, you obviously you already had like what a lot of people don't in, in terms of fashion, that eye, that recognition of, or that awareness of color, mm-hmm. uh, of design. Um, and then the entrepreneurial like bug mm-hmm. 
So when those opportunities come or when they're presented or if you see someone like you said, hey, she's doing this. Why can't I do this? Mm -hmm. That question that you ask yourself, like, why can't I do this? A lot of people don't actually take that step. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of that, you know, maybe with other things that inspire them. But it's funny that you actually already had these qualities and it's that what actually just needed to bring them out of you. Right. was just you seeing someone else do it and be like, wait a minute. I could do this. And then the vision's already there. Right. Then just the brain starts working. All right, majestic soul, stick figure, got the afro. Yeah. Pick right. the crown. And it's, it's so, crazy and because it just, it just gives you the road where you can start walking. Right. Yeah. But you already had the tools. You just needed to, hey, go down this lane. And 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 that's back to your question, your original question about, you know, my experiences in going to school in Beverly Hills growing up in South Central LA was, you know, you can't strive for something that you don't know is there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, if you don't, if you're not aware of a position to be a marketing director at a clothing brand, you'll never say, "I'm." My goal is to become a marketing director at a clothing brand. Yes. Yeah. You'll never say, "My goal is to start a music, a record label." If you don't know that it's even out there, that yeah. there's young Very people true. that own record wow, labels yeah. and music companies, right? So, for me, it was like. This lady exposed me to something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? She gave me the exposure that personally I feel like it's in all of us, you know. Yes. And, and my you know, and so but the exposure to and I was pissed at my mom when she was like, Yeah, you're gonna go to school in Beverly Hills. I'm like, What the fuck is a Persian? <laughs> yeah. I know, it was like all Persian people. I was like, What is a Persian person? Like, <laughs> where where is what's Farsi? What is all this? You know, yeah. and I was pissed. But it was the best thing for me because mm-hmm. I would have went to Dorsey High School Ooh. where the, the exposure was very limited. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. So, so you got you, you got very lucky, man. Absolutely. That's man. crazy that like to like to be put in those types of terms, right? Yeah. Because like when we think about mentors, when we think about people in our lives that that have touched our lives or that have essentially like challenged us to be as great as we possibly can, Mm -hmm. right? When everybody talks about like whatever you set your mind to, Mm -hmm. you can do. But it's 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 such a brilliant uh way to look at it in the fact that there are just so many kids, especially the youth, they may just not be exposed Mm -hmm. to the idea that something in any capacity is fathomable right. unless unless they are fortunate enough to be put in a context in which somebody shows them, look, this may have never crossed your mind, but this is a possibility, Absolutely. which may start like a domino effect, if you will, on, Absolutely. well, shit, if this is possible, what else is possible? Absolutely. It's, and it, it's, it's crazy because you, like, you've been fortunate enough to even have that opportunity to be exposed. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's for a lot of people, it doesn't even get there. Right. A lot of people it's, it's, and it's, you know, you kind of just follow the steps. Like I'm going to go to school. I'm going to take the classes. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to take the classes. I'm going to have a career in mind that might work. Then you get a job and you kind of go that route it happens to a lot. And it's not even a bad thing. It's just, but it is a special moment that you have to recognize when you're like, Wait a minute, the light bulb, that light bulb moment's like, wait a minute, I can really do this. And I it's it's beyond like I can or I want to do this. It's almost like this is what I'm I'm gonna be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's like what you felt like, oh wait a minute, this is just this is natural to me at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely at the time 
that was it's what attracted me. You know what I'm saying? This is what attracted me. That's a good word. Uh, and um, you know, it was definitely what I loved. I mean, I looked up to my 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 mentors, not my mentors, my idols at the time were Russell Simmons, mm, you know, yeah. Jay Z. Mm. Um, so you know, looking at people like that, yeah, it's like all right, I'm gonna follow those footsteps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And and it can clothes, be done. Yeah, clothing was huge. You know, yeah, like that was a big thing in my life. You know? So you started Majestic Soul freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how that how that creative bug and, and that entrepreneurial spirit started to grow within you. Like, was there was there a, was there a pivot moment? Was it like okay? Um, you know, did you meet some cats? Did you did you start getting together with different like minded individuals? Did it morph into something else during that time? Like what what was the so you freshman year of high school? It's crazy also that shout out to this 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 lady. Nadine because shout out to Nadine Jolson. I remember her name. Nadine Jolson. Shout yeah, out to Jolson Nadine Creative Jolson. was her PR marketing company. Yeah. Word. I'll never forget her. Because you know what's really wild though in, in that like you know, I studied entrepreneurship in, in college, but like at that point, you, you're studying. You, you, uh, there's certain people that have a, a bug like that and an ability, you know, and there are others that just work really hard to do it. But the beauty about your scenario is that freshman year mm-hmm. of high school, where there's really not a care in the world, if you will, mm-hmm. right? It's merely like an idea, creativity sprouting. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at it like, shit, I gotta make this into a business. It's just allowing your creativity to flourish if you will right how what 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 grew from that did that like give you just that burning desire that like anything was possible well you know honestly like at that time um you know we we moved to la okay we moved here and moved in with my grandmother in south central and it was because I of love my your friend. grandmother, bro. Thank you. She is fucking <laughs> Me too, amazing, bro. If you meet his grandmother, she is honestly Thank you. one of the most amazing spirits, even to this day, bro. <laughs> She'll tell you to shut the fuck up, right? And keep it moving, bro. Yeah. So now, nah, thank you. I appreciate that. I love her too. Um, so now nah, we moved here and to South Central LA. The whole experience was my family was going through financial troubles, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you said there was a care in the world for me, you know, gotcha. my drive was like, it was, it was what caused my, my parents to, I thought the financial troubles was what caused my parents to split up, really, you know, and divorce or not divorce, but separate. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so in my head, I was like, okay, all I got to do is make money and I'll fix my family. Wow. Damn, you know, man. that was my, that was my deep. drive. And that was where my, my, my artistry met my entrepreneurial side. Cause it was like, oh, I'm going to sell this shit. I'm going to sell Like even before I was making clothes, I was selling shit. It was life or death. Yeah. I was selling AJ, our boy, who was my big brother, right? Was putting me on to selling shit at the school. So I was selling, he was hooking me up with techno marine watches. You know, he was having, he had the fake Jordans, all this shit. And I was selling the shit that he had at my school. Wow. Yeah. So that was the joke. Wait, journey. when did y'all meet? We Hold met. On. This is way young then. Yeah, yeah. I met AJ when I was in high school. He wow. was, he was in high school with Fred. Oh. They went, shit. my brother and AJ went to high school, uh, high school together mm. at Loyola. Shout out to AJ Rolan and yeah. Fred, big Fred. I kind of, yeah, for sure. I was, so I was slanging things at school already. <laughs> Got and, it. Uh, 
And so that's where my, my so tribe. So for you, you saw, you saw your parents' uh, – you saw the happy home crumble because of what you thought, you know, whether it was to, to that degree or just there were so many different things that at right. that time right. we may or may not know. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that financial burden was something that you thought – that ailment you wanted to be able to cure. Right. For sure. Yeah, I Word. thought I was going to fix that. Word. That's so interesting. It's like mm-hmm. – it's it's very selfless if you think yeah. about it. It's mm-hmm. just like your motivation comes from just wanting to fix your parents' marriage mm-hmm. as a yeah. kid, as a mm-hmm. fucking kid, man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's some heavy shit at the time. Yeah. So how did it grow from majestic soul? What was the next step after that? Like you 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 built your first brand. Mm-hmm. You built your first clothing line. Did you actually even think of it as a brand at a time or just a clothing line? Nah, it was it was a brand to me. I mean, we called it a clothing line. Lifestyle brand wasn't te- a word at the time. Yeah, right. Of. But uh, but we were throwing parties to go with the clothes. You know, gotcha. um, it was organic. You know, what I'm saying it was very naive in what we were doing. You know, but it was it was fun. So I I did that. Made some T-shirts. Made some hats. You know, went to I was. Sneaking into the fucking magic trade show when I was like 15 years old in Vegas, wow. in Vegas with a fake ID on the strip How by was myself. It oh, it was, those were the glory days of magic. Really? I'm talking Fat Farm, Rockaware, yes, millions. Like talking about you go to the Fat Farm party and it was a fucking buffet of lobster, shrimp, open bar, everything. Like uh, it was the it was, I was fifteen years old in there by myself with a fake ID. That's I was so on the big. strip. I thought to my I this is act, I very rarely do I ever sit back and look and be like, damn dog, you doing some shit. You know, but like yeah. And was this the Majestic in, Soul? This was Majestic wow. Soul. My first time. First time going to Vegas. I was there for Majestic Soul and I was it was wild. And I and I met Russell Simmons that time. Really? Yeah. What was that like? I met Russell at the Fat Farm party. Um, I, I spoke to him. He was sitting off by himself on this Blackberry. And I walked up to him. I was like, yeah, I got to talk to this guy. That's my idol. I got to go talk to yeah. him. Yeah. Like, and, and he looked at me at first and was like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're way too young to be in this party. You yeah. know? And, uh, and I was like, yo, I just want some advice. Like, just tell me what can I do? And he was like, the first thing he said to me, he was like, he's like, you're breathing the same air I am. So you're doing something right. Ooh. Damn. Ooh. And I was That's like, a bomb. And I and I That's said to him, bro. "That is That's a, a super gem." Yeah, bro. And I was like, "I was like, thank you, man. I was like, I'll see you around." And I walked away. And that was it. And that was it. That, that was, was the it. advice. That was, that the, was end the end of the advice. conversation. He was like, "Yo," he was like, "You're breathing the same air I am, so you're doing something right." Wow. Yeah. What did that, what did that do for you? Like, were you just like, like, what was that like for you at right. 15 years old? I knew after he said that you walk away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's when you drop the mic and walk yeah. away. Like, I, I didn't even say shit. Now I was like, I'm out of here, and that was it. And I was like, back to work. You know, like back to work. So yeah, that was quite an experience. That's wild. Yeah. So, so you, you get back. Yeah, you get back. What, what, what was the next endeavor? Like, so you your entrepreneurial bug was hit. You slanging stuff at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what was, what was like the next chapter, I guess, was it during high school still, or did you graduate and then, you know, decide to make a move that, that kind of birthed the next journey? Yeah. Like what was it for that took you from, um, doing this in high school to, 
I'm going to be doing this as a career. Right. So with when I had that Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop program, I went ham on that. Like I was working on that shit every day. Right. This is before YouTube videos, fellas. So you can't just like nah. watch these instructional videos. Yeah. You gotta no, use your no, imagination no, no. and be like, okay. y'all breathing the same motherfucking air <laughs> Tri- as he is. You trial, trial and error. True like, shit. Nah, I'm talking every day, like four in the morning, cooking. Like self-taught, completely wow. graphic design, right? Yep. So, um, and you know, so I, at this point, right, I'm th- this dude, right, young cat, fifteen, designing his own clothes, selling the clothes, whatever, whatever. College dropout comes out, or Kanye West, yep. right? And I was banging his shit all day in my ears, listening to music in class, whatever, whatever. Had a really interesting run-in with him when I was in high school. You really? Know? What was yeah. that like? So, I'm... He was about to brush that off, too. Like, Wait, so this know, is still in high school? A, this is in high school. Wow. What year Kanye's was, was my favorite artist okay. when Through the Wire came out, right? Word. So, I was telling everybody, yo, you got to fuck this dude, Kanye West. Like, he's dope as fuck. And it was like... Kind of how like our some of our homies are now up and coming. Nobody knows, you, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, Yo, you got to bump this dude, Kanye West. He's I dope. When that video first came out, right. So I go to the El Rey Theater. Kanye West day college dropout comes out. You were how old? I was probably 16 at the time. Right. 17. You went from Russell to Yeezy. You yeah. Me like so I'm 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 at the El Rey Theater. Me, my brother, and my my cousin and my homie. No IDs, no, can't drink, right? But we wanted to drink. So my brother being a finagle, you know, sneaky guy. Yeah. (laughs) Finesser. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Finesse. He grabs these wristbands from behind the bar. So we're like, oh, we're drinking. Boom. Getting drinks. But then we see cats going backstage with the same bands. We're like, wait, are these some other shits? Like, we try to walk backstage with the bands. We get backstage. Wow. So El Rey what up, Theater. Fred? Shout out to you. my brother Fred. We I got some stories and that's with him. <laughs> so we're backstage at the El Rey. And if you've been there before, you're on the stage, right? right. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I got me a little Hennessy. And Selena Johnson's next to me. She's like, Selena Johnson's next to me. She's like, Little boy, what are you doing and what are you drinking? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and you know, I'm trying to be big, big, big dog. So I'm like, yeah. this is some Hennessy, girl. You know, <laughs> she's like, let me get some of that. I'm like, all right, for sure. Boom. You know, it's this little Mexican cat at the end of the row of people rolling joints and he's passing them. And I hit the joint. I passed to my left is Dame Dash. You wow. know, Dame Dash right there. I passed him the joint. Mind you, like Rockefeller was my shit, you know. Oh, so yeah. I'm already bugging, right? Were so, you like so. passing? And was it like one of those passes where you just like just nah. pass, or did you like happen to turn around? And be like, oh, lock, yeah, lock it's eye. like it's like it's kind of dark, but you pass, and you, the hand that reaches out is Dame's. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> Dame's here, you know. So then, and then I see this little light skinned mini baby Afro cat walk out, sit down on the keys. It's John Legend. John hadn't even come out yet, bro, right? Wow. I can't. He was he was about to brush off this story, bro. Yeah, nah, he didn't come out yet. John Legend didn't come out. So then, and I was, so I was Kanye's number one fan. True shit, like campaigning for yeah the fashionistas, the creatives, yeah. the different kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I was that dude. So yeah. come down the stairs. Kanye comes out with an orange, blue, green polo shirt, collar pop. Backpack, Louis Vuitton backpack, the whole shit. 
walked what was out it like bro and I he walked out and I shook his hand I was like let's go and he went on stage and turned the fuck up the show was crazy <laughs> wow. yeah. and you're watching this from backstage I'm watching this shit from backstage I'm on the stage I'm like I'm I'm on the stage I'm just behind him yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying so it's like I look like the entourage I'm 16 years old 17 years old so and and we'll get back to kind of the story of of how where but I want to tell you guys full circle how life kind of plays out okay. right Two years ago, my boy Casey Veggies does a show at the L. Ray Theater with Travis Scott, Mm. and I'm backstage. You know, I work in the industry now, right? So I'm speeding up a little bit, but I'm backstage with Travis Scott and Casey, and Tyler's there. Tyler Creator in walks Kanye. Wow! You feel me? Flashback moment. I'm literally, it's flash funny. Back to flash forward. Yeah, literally, I'm standing in the same position. Though. Shut the fuck up. And, and I get goosebumps every time I tell this story. I walked up to Kanye. Everybody's looking at him like, yo, yeah, he's here. And then I start walking. It's like, it's like the sandlot where the dude's kid's about to do it. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, he's about to do it. He's about to go kill, kiss, what's your name? Uh, Peppercorn. What's the little bitch name? He's about to. Cindy, Cindy Pfeffercorn or Pfeffercorn, whatever. It's like, it's like he's about to go do it. So I start walking towards Ye. And I was like, hey, bro, I just wanted to tell you, like, when you were performing here at the El Rey Theater on Wilshire Boulevard, I was here backstage, huge fan. I snuck in, and I just wanted to let you know, I knew you were going to do this. I was your wow. biggest friend, and you inspired me. And I was like, yo, these are my homies now, and I'm here legit, like, the yeah. nigga, you know? Yeah. And he goes, wow. He's like, that's crazy. I remember that show. You know, he's like, wow, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, I just want to tell you respect. I'll see you around. Walk <laughs> away. Like, no, I don't want no numbers. Nah. No, let's work. Nah. I just know yeah. meeting number three. Yeah. It's going to be some shit. Full circle. You feel me? Yeah. So. By the way, goosebumps, bro. Yeah, man. So yeah. that, so, you know, let's bring it back to my experience of, Discovering Kanye, college yeah. dropout. Um, I left high school. I dropped out of high school early. Really? A year, a year early. I didn't know you dropped out. Yeah, my junior year in high school. Oh, really? Right? I was like, I'm, I was playing baseball. I was like, I'm done playing baseball. Okay. I'm on my entrepreneurial shit. I'm making clothes. I'm selling clothes. I want to bounce. I found out about this little proficiency exam. I took the exam and yeah. I, I passed and I dipped. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so you still, did you get like your GED? Yeah, so I got okay. the GED joint, Work. right? And I was super nice with graphic design. Right. So I started designing for people, doing logos and shit and making money. Okay. You know, and um, went to a JC, you know, was making bread, doing graphic design, little shit here and there. Um, had got a cool little job, you know what I'm saying? Doing graphic design for a graduate school of psychology. Just basically had an office at like 17 years old. Really? Like my own office and shit, making some cool bread. So I would come back up to the school, like stunting up my homies and shit. <laughs> and is Majestic Soul still going? So at the, so I switched the name from Majestic Soul, and now it's called Stay Fresh, okay. right? And Fresh stood for Freedom, Rhythm, Expression, Style, Humanity. That's fucking epic. And, uh, and it was, it was, you know, it was my shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was then. I never actually made any of those tees, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I then found out later that that was like that name was already taken. Fresh, right? Yeah, stay fresh. Stay it was fresh, it was okay. a snowboard company that wanted like fresh snow. Got uh, it. So I was like, all right, I'm I gotta scratch this shit. Word. 
Um, and uh, from there, driving down the street, down the freeway on the 110 downtown, I looked up and it said something about Los Angeles. Woo, 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 and I was like, L.A. Times, Los Angeles Times, you know. So that birthed my next brand, which is called LAX. Word. LAX Paper Boys. Word. Right. And uh and so that the history, bro. Yeah, that was the, the LAX Paper Boys was kind of the start of when shit be started to become more legit for me. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, How so? Just because it was one of those ones where I don't know how so. I think it just was a timing thing. Right. You know, people just start pick up, pick up on it. You and know? that was still like clothing. That was clothing, but it was like a lot that, of parties that too. Of yeah. all been doing now, like you're hitting that point where you're you're starting to go from a young man to a man. Well, and and I'm like I'm 18 at probably at the time. Yeah. Know? So still didn't know what the hell I was doing, um, and uh, and so yeah, line that was my next shit. Around the same time, uh, met a homie of mine named Dom Kennedy. Word. Actually, excuse me, Dominic Hunt. You know what I'm wow. saying? Okay. And um, that was when I was just like, my, I was actually, well, I met him when I was a junior in high school. Okay. So we became cool. A whole crew of his homies. Um, we were all friends at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So Is he older than you, same age? No, Dom's older than me. Okay. Yeah, Dom's like, Four years older than me. It's okay. my brother's age, so he Got was it. friends with my brother. Got it. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and and at this time you have LAX Paperboys. Mm-hmm. LAX Paperboys. Yeah. That's parties, clothes. On the side, you got your digital or your graphic design company mm-hmm. doing logos, mm-hmm. brand stuff with for all different types of companies. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. when did what was the next step from there? That uh, after that, where you're like, all right, I've got to bring this together, mm-hmm. or what came after that, or how did that birth the next uh, the next step? So, if I'm not mistaken, you were very instrumental in, in the early days of Dom, was it? Was right. So, uh, how did that start? Right. So, we were throwing parties. I threw my first party. I threw in high school, okay. my sophomore year, with Majestic. So, right. And I just so parties in in your your clothing brands. There wasn't the lifestyle brand tag, but it was like, all right. It was a we were doing it before ne- motherfuckers like, with were doing clothing, shit. With clothing comes parties. He oh, just yeah. Did it. He just didn't know that word was a possibility. No, yeah. but it was just like, oh, we're just going to push this. But it, it wasn't like labeled as that like it is yeah. now where it's like now everything is. No, nah, so we were doing that. Like yeah. that was, was before it was a title. That was the lifestyle. We were doing it. Yeah. Where, where yeah. were the parties? We our, My first one, the first one from Jessica Soul was at the YMCA. In, in Beverly Hills, the Beverly Hills. Shout out to Beverly Hills Little League. Shout out to the Spurs, bro. Right, the Beverly Hills YMCA. The fucking Jewish Basketball. fucking dude who ran the spot. Like let us in, let us do the wow. whole shit. I, I went and negotiated a contract with him and everything. Paid really? to pay, paid to rent the spot. Yeah. Dude, and I the DJ basketball. didn't show up. The DJ, oh yeah, I used to put buckets up in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the I had, DJ I had that basketball league. Yeah, yeah. The, and the DJ didn't show up to an hour late. It was a disaster. A gun dude put a gun on one of the security guards. It what? was a wild dude, night. That party at the party. Really? Yeah. First party. My first party. Majestic soul. Majestic soul. DJ was an hour party. late, and motherfucker pulled a gun on my shit on my security <laughs> guard. And my mom banged on him. My mom wow. got on him. My mom was running the door. Did she? Collecting the money, yeah, for sure. Woo! Shout out to Tia. She's such a thug. I love That's her. That's amazing. To death. 
So part, true. parties and clothing was always a always a thing, right? So um, from there, when we you know fast forward back to the conversation yeah. with Dom, right? It was me and my brother would be throwing parties, and uh, Dom was on his music shit, right? He kind of had a, um, and so you know we would have a party, and um, or he would do a music video, right? And he was like, yo, y'all got the bitches, bring bitches. You know what I'm saying? Right. We'll bring bitches to the video. You know what I'm saying? We were having little, then we were like, yo, we about to have more of these little parties. Right. Getting like these parties in the marina, super popping. But yeah, I was making. This is with Dom. Yeah, this was with Dom. Yeah. And I was making t-shirts at the time still. You know? So at the party, even when it wasn't our party, I was, so this is, I got to bring this all full circle for you, right? Let's go. So living with my grandmother in South Central, uh, neighbor did some construction, left some wood out, right? Me and my cousin grabbed the wood, built a little table, and would hand print, screen print T-shirts in my grandmother's backyard. Wow, from that table. From that table, LAX Paperboys tees, right? Didn't have a dryer, didn't have anything, so we would dry them in the oven. We would put them on a cookie sheet, Put them in the oven and dry. Wow. It. I mean, right. shout out to entrepreneurship. Yeah, your resources, me? Man. It was this true. is such a. I, I, I just want to interrupt, just because, like, for everyone listening to this, like, this is what it's about. You talk <laughs> about like what takes you to that next level. Like, yeah. what brings you to any type of success? Like, it's being resourceful. It's it's creating something literally out of nothing. Yes. And being like really utilizing the word creative. Like you mm-hmm. are fucking creating things and using what's around you. There's no excuses. And you don't even think about like, oh, we don't have a table. So we're not selling shit. Oh, we have nothing to dry it. It's just like that's going to happen. It's just how do you figure out how? Yes. It's it's a it's a very unique thing. It's mm-hmm. about those little things that actually make the big things happen. Right. It's not about like, you know, you can't focus on the big opportunities. You're like, those big opportunities wouldn't be there without little moments like this. And mm-hmm. it's that state of mind that actually allows you to to get there. Yes. Right. It's very interesting, man. Like yeah. those little things really real. fucking matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so y'all really sorry, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. I just, yeah. I just really want, I just love how special that is. It's just like, I don't, don't take that for, for granted. Like, mm-hmm. You know, people want to know how to how to make it in this in, in this industry in any industry. It's like you you gotta have a vision and you, and you gotta take it there, man. Whatever it takes, what, literally whatever it takes. And mm-hmm. if and if you don't have it, you make it. Mm-hmm. It's um, you figure it out. Yeah, that's the quality. Mm-hmm. You could take that quality and, and go in any route, and maybe you'll fail a hundred times, but you have to have that quality mm-hmm. to in. To, it's like a variable and you put yeah. that towards anything that's what it actually is a catalyst and you think about the, the the notion of seizing the moments mm-hmm. right like God, like y'all were seizing the moments before like these moments were even presented mm-hmm. it's like you it's were at the crib your... with your grandmother yeah. construction guys left the wood y'all created a table mm-hmm. that's where y'all were doing the printing at y'all didn't have any means to dry the shit but you only had your locale, so fuck it. Let's use the oven. Mm-hmm. And it's not even. And you started. It's not even your party, but you're still seeing an opportunity. I think seeing the opportunity and then seizing the opportunity yes. mm-hmm. go together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, it's those things that I just feel like need shine. Not yeah. like the big stuff. It just like grows. Like the more you grow, the bigger things get. Right. 
but it's about this little foundation that mm-hmm. uh, of opportunities and then seizing them in those ways is what really launches you. Right. Just wanted to point that out. Sorry, man. Keep, no, keep it's it all going. good. No, don't yeah. worry. The roast just got done. We, now he's opening the oven. The shirt's dry. The shirt the is dry. I love that. I just we got good forty thirty seconds. Good. I just I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. No, nah, true shit. So that's how it happened, and, and we were printing teas. And um, around this time, um, you know, like I said, we we're throwing parties, and we would have at our first holiday party. We had Dom perform. Word. Um, and we, have, well, was we he we buzzing at this time. No, no, so no. Still he didn't have down. anything popping. Okay, like he we had just shot a video. We were like starting to put this video out on YouTube, all that shit. And all this was new, right? But he didn't even get to perform at this party. Really? Because the mics were fucked up. We didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) He didn't get to perform. There was another group he had met in a studio where he recorded named Rapture Camp. Okay. That... Wow. Rapture Camp, bro. That wanted to perform. Wait, Rapture Camp? Rapture Camp. Thurs is the original crew. Thurs and you and I. Yeah, Y.O. and all those cats. Pre-U and I. Also, part of Rapture Camp, tech kind of like honorary members, whatever, however the relationship with was packed in, Pacific Division. Yep, yep. Cut, like one of the cats... Mutual cousins, friends, all this shit, Pactive, Blue Collar, yes. Diz Gibran, yes. all homies, right? Yep. So, and then I was, grew up, my generation was Scheme, crew called Fresh to Death, oh, was their scheme, little neighborhood, right. little crew, whatever, Scheme, all these cats, right? Yeah. So, we would throw the parties, these cats would come through, and that's how I started to meet all of them. Got you. They didn't have shit popping either. No. But it was like we all were just hungry, right? It so, was the wild, wild west then. Yeah. So they started coming through my grandmother's crib because they saw everybody wearing the tees. And they would come to my grandmother's crib before the parties, before any party. They'd be like, yo, I need a shirt. That's hilarious. Print it out for you. Boom. Wow. How we, long did it take the shirts to dry in the oven? <laughs> like a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like a good minute you Dude, put he, it in there. He had a preheated on 450. Dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this shit was blazing. The whole... Yeah. Kitchen was blazing. It was like an old ass oven. <laughs> I have, a, I have, a, I like my hands would get burnt from grabbing the shit so many times and just being quick and didn't have time to do the whole mitten thing on yeah, that shit. People just and then wearing flaming hot <laughs> teas, bro. Yeah, no, it was true. And I have a bad back from like because the table that we built was too short. Wow. My back is still bad to this day from printing so many teas back there. Damn. Um, so yeah, so now these cats would come through. We would lace them with teas and I print right there fresh. Yeah, and uh, and then we'd go out, and everybody would rock the LAX Paperboys tees. Really dope, wild, and that's how the kind of when you talk about lifestyle, clothing, and the parties in one, and music. Yes, right. Nobody was doing that. A party with a performance. No, it wasn't happening at the yeah. time. You know, so that's how that came about. And uh, yeah, so LAX Paperboys was the next endeavor. When when did like. When when did that transition next? Like what? So okay, so um, because I if I remember correctly, so I graduated SC in two thousand nine and got thrown in with mm-hmm. you and I at the mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. that so the Rapture Camp days were way before that, mm-hmm. years before that, mm-hmm. right? So LAX Paper Boys, I remember when I when I started like really coming on on the block in the scene that the LAX Paper Boys was like 
I want to say, damn, like I was handed cards that said LAX Paperboys mm-hmm. on it, and LAX Paperboys was still in the mix. And it was also like, it seems like around that time, it was when JBC started to like come around. Am I mistaken right, or right. is that? No, that's true. So, I feel like in that in that time was when yep. that's, that, that shift was happening. Right. So the original JBC shirt was actually an LAX Paperboy shirt that said Just Be Cool on it. Wow. And but the brand was LAX Paperboys. The brand was LAX Paperboys, and the shirt said "Just Be Cool." And instead of the Cool Head logo, it was the LAX Wings logo, mm-hmm. right? And so that stemmed from, um, you know, me growing up in LA. I have a lot of cousins out here from different gangs. Word. Some some of them are by marriage. Some of them are same family, same side. Everything enemies from different hoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that stemmed from me being like trying to create peace amongst them. You wow. know what, How, what was that like for you, bro? That's uh, crazy. No, it was it was cool for me because I had protection in any neighborhood yeah. I went in. You know what I'm saying? I was pretty straight through the whole city. But also when I threw these parties and they all come together like we had to make sure it was bitches there because otherwise it was going to be a fight. You know what I'm saying? And luckily in like 15 years, actually the first one was crazy, but then after that we didn't have any fights. Wow. And I was the one who got in a fight in the first one and it was with the the security guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but other than that, we were no fights, no nothing. And that was the essence of just be cool was like, you can come from different hoods, you can come be whatever, any walk of life, you can come to this party. Mm Mm-hmm. And have a fucking ball, like a great time. Yeah, you know, and everybody was family. We we knew a lot of people, so everybody was hugs and love. You see some dope artists perform, some new cats. That was the essence of just be cool. Wow. And to just be cool, then become its own brand. Away yeah. From so that was like the transition of that, because that that's interesting. So what made the move to like end LAX Paperboys, which seemed like pretty successful, it was doing yeah. well. Why transition to now just be cool and let that brand take over? Or was it just pretty organic? No, it was it was organic. I had a, I was actually having a conversation with Dom, um, and it was him and I on the phone. And he was like, I always was already was feeling it. Like, I want to go global. You know, yeah. I don't want it to be just L.A. I don't want it to be just LAX. You know, I yeah. want to be global and take this thing worldwide. So it was uh, the conversation with Dom was like, yo, you should just make it JBC. Just be cool, you know, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. So that's very interesting. So now you're thinking like a businessman. Mm -hmm. Now you're thinking like beyond like I'm just, you know, I'm selling T-shirts out of my grandma's backyard Mm -hmm. at parties to I want to go global. Like that's a pretty heavy statement, man. Like spawning from a conversation, but it's like also the mentality behind it is like, how do you glo- go global? Like mm-hmm. you're talking about jumping into the fashion world and how important it is to think globally if you're going to grow mm-hmm. your idol's fat farm. Um, you, how uh, how important a name actually is, mm-hmm. and you've now gone from what two to two three different names, right? Yeah. So, just the people like listening right now that are that want to get into fashion i think would you say like start with thinking how do you make this a global thing mm-hmm. like how do you th- or think start thinking big picture mm-hmm. and then scale back to figure out like what your brand is mm-hmm. because do you feel like that was a um that was a hurdle or that was a roadblock to you can only go so far with lax paper boys mm-hmm. 
And you're right. like, I need to to make this real, make this pop off for me to be like my idols, for me to be successful, for me to be a real player in this. Mm-hmm. I've got to go global, mm-hmm. and right. I've got to make that. And I can't do that just saying LAX Paperboys. Right. Yeah, it was definitely a um, felt regional. You know, LAX, the whole name. Yeah. And um, you know, I think with although I had that entrepreneurial hustle in me. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist, you know? Mm. And so I went off a feeling, you know? Interesting. My feelings drove my decisions. Yeah, my gut feeling was Mm. like, oh, okay, let's do this. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this no more. And and if you look at kind of the journey of the brands and the names, you kind of can tell the story of my life and who I was and my maturity and and the paths and the the people I was hanging out with, you know? Um, Very true. In my, it's in crazy my, you put it that way because like that just made me like look at it completely differently. Yeah, I mean, I could walk you through it, but you look at Majestic Soul was me saying, "Hey, I'm black in this fucking all white and Persian <laughs> yeah. neighborhood, but this is the black culture and it's dope." Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, yeah. then it was y'all gonna fuck with me. Yeah. I'm majestic. Then it was stay fresh, and this was me coming into my fly shit. Like, oh, I'm fly now. I'm a young. Right. I got, I got all the fly shit. You know. Then it became. You know, LAX, where, you know, that was me getting into trouble. You know what I'm saying? That was me kicking it with the cats that I shouldn't be kicking it with, selling the weed, doing all the shit, you know, and, and, you know. Down for the city type shit. Yeah, just being a wild little kid, you know. And then just be cool was me being like, nah, we need to do something different. You know what I'm saying? We need to be positive and cool, you know. It's interesting because, like, in telling about this, this journey is like, you're not even thinking about this necessarily as a business, like mm-hmm. as a mature adult businessman who's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to come up with a brand, a clothing line, we're going to get worldwide distribution, and we're going to market. You're not even thinking in that realm. Mm-mm. It's just every step is happening organically. But through that, you're learning extremely valuable mm-hmm. stuff about sales, mm-hmm. about marketing, about branding. Mm-hmm about bringing people together, bringing people together behind a brand. Yeah. And I think that's stuff that you can't really like learn in a textbook. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the reason why you've been able to be successful in this because you understand the synergy that's needed, needed to be created between just a clothing line Mm -hmm. and a community that is behind this clothing line mm-hmm. that it becomes bigger than actually the name. Mm-hmm. You know what's wild? I think you hit the nail on the head there because like in, in looking at Gav and like in just going through the story, like it's crazy because like let's shout out to the fact that, you know, one of the big let me, I'm a sidebar here. Mm-hmm. And Gav knows this is that like I go after people um and this is my gift and my curse because everybody that I meet and especially everybody that I've had a relationship with and naturally people with good energy connect and they vibe and mm-hmm. you know we, we may see each other at a party and it's what's up what's going on it's cordial but like I've made it a point especially in the last like year or two to really like hear people's stories mm-hmm. right which has ultimately led to this pathway and this podcast coming out to where even though a lot of these people Joe that we have on are, are good friends of ours it's like yeah, we know each other, but let's let's wipe the site clean and let's like run through this. Yeah. Because this is something beyond us. Like when we look at this, it's like, bro, like the youth and the culture that are gonna be able to hear this is gonna be able to impact them because they'll be able to see that it went from point A to point Z mm-hmm. and there was no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
and not to cut you off, Nushi, but off oh, that. Oh, yeah? But I, just, <laughs> but I just did, bro. But no, no. But quickly off that point is that when you say there's no rhyme or reason, it kind of debunks what I said earlier about, if, you know, would you tell someone who wants to get into fashion, like, okay, first think about things globally. Mm-hmm. Then go back. Like, no, nah, it's, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what I want to kind of hear because a lot of people will think like, um, like almost logically or like try to have like some formal thing of like this is one plus one equals two yeah. to make this pop off but nah that wasn't it at all we're talking mm-hmm. about someone who left high school early yeah didn't go to college mm-hmm. and just followed a feeling mm-hmm. yeah the entire way but had a belief but right. had the belief but understood all the X factor components that actually makes a brand pop off. Do you know right? what I think? What what I really think is one of the biggest like separators of yourself from the, the masses and also like a quality of yours that has allowed you to continue to push the envelope mm-hmm. with every passing day. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to make a very bold assumption here, mm-hmm. is that Gavin has an incredible ability to build community to build a tribe of full of people that believe what he believes in, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That that shout out to Simon Sinek in that people are not buying what you're doing because what you were doing was parties, clothing, lifestyle, this and that. Anybody has the capability of doing that. Yep. But the why in which you were throwing these mm-hmm. parties and having these clothing items mm-hmm. and the driving forces were the the catalyst in creating these communities. Now, your communities haven't always remained the same, mm-hmm. which is another testament to your growth as not only a human being, but a creative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Naturally, we all grow. We reach different bounds within us. We start seeing that certain people aren't who we should be kicking it with. Certain people are those that we should bring much closer to us. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things I feel like is a huge testament to your growth as a being and a creative in this in this in this world and it's still yet to reach its fucking maximum potential because i feel like it never will and don't don't take me wrong in this your maximum potential will never be reached per se because you have no max limit Mm -hmm. it'll just continue to build off of itself within the experiences but like what i've been hearing and, and what i know personally about you is that the biggest factor in all of these things and and what keeps getting hit time and time again Mm -hmm. is the community in which you are able to build Mm -hmm. around an idea an aspiration Mm -hmm. a want to like not only inform educate and impact but to like have people see and believe in let's go back to the freshman year the possibilities Mm -hmm. right? right 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 no, That's absolutely. crazy to me, bro. Yeah, I used to uh I used to think to myself in this when I was kind of starting some of these earlier companies. Yeah. I never felt like I was selling clothes. You know, mm-hmm. I even remember I was writing a uh, a bio and the first thing I would start writing was you know, fresh or stay fresh at the time was is a, a creative energy company. Work. You know, we were creating energy. Just be cool was creating energy. Mm-hmm. And I think um, 
the best thing that I ever sold without selling it, right? But the the thing that people purchased the most from me was my energy, or, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that, and, and, wow. that and that, um, you know, m- probably didn't make a million dollars in, well, I haven't made a million dollars at all, but <laughs> made a million dollars in my success wasn't in selling the clothes so much. Yeah. You know, it was the energy and the things that I've been it was transferring your being, yeah, that that and that and the opportunities that opened because of the way that I made people feel or the energy that I gave them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the vibes and the community. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like the story and the bloodline runs deep. You know, it's wild because, like, as you said, you the arts and, and the creative world is is your passion, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the foundational element that's gonna that's that's going to continue to to guide your legacy mm-hmm. to 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 the moon and back, mm-hmm. right? But the beauty of, of of the way that it's been positioned with you is you're not only just in the creative world, mm-hmm. right? In in, the, in from a sense of fashion and and design, mm-hmm. it's you you have been an arbiter. Correct me if I'm using the wrong. I, I love how I like throw random words. Keep in it the going, dude. Right keep it going. But you. You have brought so many creatives together, whether it be in the music space, in the mm-hmm. fashion space, in the art space, mm-hmm. now, and have been a big brother, uh, a curator, uh, a bridge between folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we've gotten from LAX Paperboys to JBC. I want to continue to talk about your growth from, uh, you know, your different echelons because we'll we'll get to to youth and we'll get to where we are now but mm-hmm. let's take a second and stop in that in that moment because I don't think a lot of cats know how big of an impact you've had in that mu- in the music scene as well mm-hmm. right being that you've been such a community player and a tribal leader if you will mm-hmm. during that time especially mm-hmm. was when LA was bubbling mm-hmm. right? right it was when Rapture Camp became you and I Active was fucking bossing up. Dom was getting his buzz. Casey was in high school fucking with his lisp and doing mm-hmm. it and had the tenacity. Anwar and Josh was there behind them, like mm-hmm. ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about what the, what that was like. L.A. like 2008 to like 2011 time period. Right. And also, your shift into music in that, like, right. And I mean, yeah. Let, let, let's, let's make that jump. Right. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So, again, one of my idols, Russell Simmons, you know, one of my idols, Russell Simmons, like I said, was, you know, um, I always felt like the music side was always there. Yep. Something that had to be part of it, you know, and uh, the culture. And so uh, we were, you know, me promoting these events and parties turned into me working with these artists. Uh, my relationship with Dom was a, a more organic one as friends, but we're throwing parties. We're putting you on stage. We're basically marketing and promoting you. Yep. You know, um, you know, I uh, was kind of had a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, um, and she pulled me aside one day and was like, "Yo, like you're doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I need you to talk to my brother. You know, my brother. He's 15 years old. He's a producer. He actually goes by the name 15, but he's dope as fuck." Mm. I'm like, "Oh, okay." 
we meet him. Well, this dude is by the name of Axel Foley, mm-hmm. one half of what was a, a production team called THC. Mm. Um, and me and Axel, Axel was my little bro. He, you know, fucking lived with me for some months. You know, okay. um, I was like, "Come on, Axel, I'm gonna help you out." So I started kind of like lightweight managing him. So um, when you say I'm gonna help you out, like you just could be like, "Look, I have resources now. I know market. I've, I've, I've been working with so many artists. Let me yeah. just help you get kind of exposure." Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's the. The naive, just come on, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Just, just, Whatever let's I can just do kick help, it. Yeah. it. I like your music. I'll tell people about it. Exactly. Yeah, I know some people in the game that are like on the low level. I'll get you, get your beats to them. You yeah. know, and so took him with me. You know, and was like, come on. So uh, Axel, um, you know, then met uh, Axel. Then met Rick um, yeah. on his own terms, and he was like, "Yo, I want you to come over and meet my boy Rick." Uh, Rick Briggs, the other half of THC, mm. um, and uh, you know th- they were their production. I mean, actual genius, Rick genius on the music shit. So yeah. for now, now it was like, all right, <coughs> now I'm about to bring cats to y'all. You know, I'm gonna bring people to you guys. So um, shit, I can't. Everybody that's come through their studio on the account of us, you know, yeah. Like, uh, one of them that was a big relationship for them, you know, Dave Free, yeah, cat that we've known from around LA, yeah. Um, started working with, well, I was already working with Cat, was working with J Rock and a cat named K Dot, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And it was K Dot was this young rapper, boom, boom, boom. We were actually throwing a festival, a little mini part, like a yeah. performance, and uh. They pulled up and it was like, yo, can we get Schoolboy and uh, Kendrick on the bill? I was like, who's Kendrick? Oh, K-Dot changed his name to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, okay, for sure. Like, let's see what's up, you know? And so we didn't put him on the bill because it was so late. You know, yeah. Flyer was already out. But uh, actually, Kendrick was on the bill. Schoolboy Q couldn't get on the, on the right. bill. And, uh, and uh, so at that time was when... Kendrick met Rick and them, Axel, wow. and we were like, yo, y'all got to come through the They've studio. They made some monster records together, yeah. bro. What, Money Trees was their shit. They <laughs> got Grammy monster, nominations. Monster records some together, bro. Monster. <laughs> yeah. They got joints, man. And we brought them through the studio. They, we, we uh, Rick opened a little studio downtown. We brought Kendrick and them through the studio. Um Another group by the name of Overdose Word. approached us like, yo, y'all got the city buzzing. We need help marketing. Well, we sat down with them. We're like, oh, you need help with management, too. Like, you don't have anything. Yep. So me and my brother Fred just began to manage them. Um, we put out their first album, Mixtape, which is called classic. Live For, Die For. Classic. Crazy. It was, it was crazy. And, uh, and you were just like, as, a, as now a manager... As a marketing manager, it's like all 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 hats, bro. All yeah. hats. You just kind of learned as you went. Yeah, because I mean, it's the music industry. It's, it's it can be a very complicated industry, but like yeah. distributing records, putting together stuff, linking people up, and this is just all very very like, let's go, like right. hit the streets, let's take it there. Right. Yeah, I'm probably 21 at the time, 22 mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. And um, so did you at this point, did you start seeing like, okay, 
Because were you still doing Just Be Cool at the time, too? Yeah, I was still doing Just Be Cool. So Just Be Cool is still going on. That's You're still your baby. Mm -hmm. And now this management, working with artists, that's starting to be a part of you, too. Yeah. Did you start to see, like, did you have the mentality of, like, I'm going to go this route of music, like, consciously? Or was it still organic, like, the clothing? Like, I'm just, this is just a feel. I just want to help out people. So I'm just doing this because I just want to, I feel like I could add value here. Right. Or was it like a conscious thing, like, I'm going to be a music guy? No, it was, it was conscious in the sense that, like I said, Russell Simmons, Rockefeller, yeah. Rock Aware. It was real. People were already doing music and clothing. Yeah. So it that wasn't sense. tough. Yeah, that was like, that was that just made sense, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, but to me, I was still super young, super naive, un unknowing of what we really were doing, yeah. you know? <laughs> Truthfully. And so... um so yeah, it was still just by the by the what they say by the seat of your pants or whatever, just moving. Yeah. So, so this is still like very much the grind, and you're still like, you know, I, I always like to talk about like the grind and like the struggle and like just that beautiful time mm -hmm. where everything is just coming together, it, starting from zero and building up, right. and like how many like amazing creative things and like new ideas and free ideas and how much like drive you have and how much like motivation you have to make things different and fun. But from that point, like what would you say was the first time it kind of like crossed that, like went to the next real level where like, Oh, shit is now popping off on a major level. Mm -hmm. Like, what you know, because it takes a while to get there and a lot of people come very close to there but don't cross over. Mm -hmm. For you, when was it that crossover, that kind of like turning point where you're like, oh shit, now things are really popping off? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think when you say the word popping off, right, and when yeah. things are really, I think you get into the conversation of what, what is success, you know? Start and to get there. Yeah, yeah you yeah. start to get to that, like, what is your goal, you know? Yeah. And um, and I don't think you can have, I don't think you ever get to that place until you have some trials and tribulations Absolutely. and some losses, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think uh, for me, I got to the place of uh, just the trials and tribulations and, and like a self-realization place where i had to like really reflect on like what am i creating and what do i is this what i want I feel as, like, so as you're juggling all these things you're that's when you start asking yourself those yeah questions. yeah i feel like i feel like we had a really wild conversation like at this time at aj's spot around this time probably honestly like yeah like probably like even even a little after this but yeah. but definitely like that conversation was a in the time period where I was going through a self-realization moment, yeah. you know, and really trying to understand. And I think that's something that's a takeaway from all this that I hope everybody could get is that, you know, the the journey of a, of self is what this is about. 100%. You know, it's the bang, you know, bang. The, the man uh, said the journey of self is what this is about. Yeah. It, you know, bang. drops mic. <laughs> walks off what's up Russell yeah. great to meet you thank you <laughs> no it's true shit man and it, it was like you know that for me was when you say what crossed over yeah you know that that moment of enlightenment what and, sparked that 
Well, what was that for you? Yeah, and what was it? Man, you know, I think, so, I would say that the moment of loss, you know, the moment of being stripped down. What kind of loss? On a, on a, on a career level you know on a personal level Mm. um just struggle family struggle Mm. um and just on an internal level like losing yourself you know um because it seems like during that time like you know you're working with all these great artists just people's going well where's this loss internally like it sounds like things on the out on the surface are actually going well right so what is that like internal feeling of like is it like a misdirection or a, like what am i doing moment or is it just like i'm kind of doing almost everything so i'm kind of lost right or what is that so for me it was a point of one it looks cool but am I happy? You know, mm. uh, it 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 feels good to you, but does it feel good to me? Word, you know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah. And am I burning myself out, or am I getting the this reciprocation back? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, am I'm I, giving my all to yeah. you, but what am I really getting? Yeah, am I am I being like? suck dry of everything that I have Word. and still like eager to give more <laughs> yeah. or am I like whoa pump your brakes like I'll be here for a while I got, I'll be here later yeah. you know come back and do another show later that's such a taxing feeling is it not it was and, it, and honestly I had to really pump the brakes on everything you know and, and one might there's been a couple moments in my in my career there was, one might have looked at me and been like yo you're crazy yeah you had it all. I have more now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, to the outside in, it, what it looks like versus what it is. And me, I've been able to constantly, constantly grow and go move up in the ladder, you know. So at that moment, you know, I went through a breakup within my crew of homies, mm. uh, mistrust. I went through uh, a really like tough depression and relationship with the with a girlfriend at the time whose father had passed, mm-hmm. uh, and I went and I was dealing with my own father who was sick, mm-hmm. you know, who had been diagnosed with dementia, mm-hmm. um, and he was living with me, you know, I was taking care of him, and so I went through all these things and had like a like the darkest moment period of my life. Man, talk, yeah. talk, talk about playing both sides of the spectrum, bro. Yes. Like, yeah. Man, it, it's because it's like, you know, we're having a conversation of like, it's, that's what even sparked the question for me. I was like, so when did it pop off? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm hearing like Kendrick, I'm hearing Dom, I'm hearing like Just Be Cool's going crazy, you're managing, you're putting THC together. Like, these things are great. We're getting to that moment, and then it's all about, wait, 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 let's pull that that curtain back for a second and see what's on the inside right and yeah it's like you know to a lot of people 
they would love to be in your shoes at that time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are from LA, a lot of people that just will do anything to like make it in music or make it in fashion who, who are living in like middle America or even another country would be like, bro, you're living life, man. Like this is mm-hmm. amazing. And it sounds like that. But then when you have to like, it's not even about that. Mm-hmm. That's but not those a lot of people don't want to know what it's like to truly live in said person's shoes. Well, and this right. is where perspective of success really comes yes. into play of like, what is that perspective what is the reality of success? What is the reality of this industry? Then you pull back that curtain. You, and not only are you dealing with all your personal issues, but like mistrust, also the feeling of not being reciprocated, not feeling, not the feeling of like you need to be where you sh- where you want to be for all that you've given, mm-hmm. where you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got to go through that before you can even take that next step to the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. You, don't, you, don't, you don't even identify that yet. Right. What allowed you to, to kind of, I guess, I, I, I don't know exactly how to put it, like what allowed you to, to truly like pivot from that point? Uh, back up, you mean? Yeah. Well, not even back up because like that's assuming that like the moment down. you made a decision, you're like on, on top again. But right. all of these things are going on in your head. Mm-hmm. You've got... You're, you've built communities. You're, 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 you're putting bridges together amongst friends and comrades and community that you've naturally built. You're dealing with personal struggles, trials, and tribulations. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're seeing what people are seeing, but you're also not seeing you, mm-hmm. right? There's weights on your shoulder that you know you're known for, but you also know that you may not want to be known for this shit anymore. And it may be hard to like shed the skin, mm-hmm. but what, what was that moment for you where you were like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. I've got to make a change. And this is what I'm going to do. People may think I'm crazy. You may have gotten told you're fucking crazy for doing said thing. But what what was what was that moment like of like really hitting that vulnerable level of being like you know what fuck it something's got to change I'm not feeling right and then what 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 was it that felt right to you and that led led your new charge at that point mm-hmm. you know I think for it at the time you know um, what do they say like. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm giving energy to the people, right? That's my number one product, right? So, and they say, you know, uh, a two, a three-legged chair can't hold anybody up, you Straight know? Up. And so, Dang. I'm, I got hit with a blow with my father, you know, these things. And it hit me hard, but it was like... <clears throat> And it was it was a couple blows at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that, that hit me. Crazy. Well, it was crazy, and it it was like I was already in my head thinking like, "Yo, you kind of weak right now. You weary. You know what I'm saying? Like you're giving it your you're giving it your all. Your knees is buckling, but you're still standing. Yeah, right now. but you weary, and then you get hit with a blow, and it's like." Go back to the gym. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Work on your chin. Like, yep, get yep. your strength back. And it, and it was a it was a, a moment in realization where I was like, nothing 
should be able to knock me off my rocker like that. Mm. You know, I learned something that um, there's cause and effect, but prior to the cause is what you call the condition. And, and it's the condition that you went into the circumstance with. Yeah. If you go into the fight weak, you're going to lose. Yep. You're going to come out beat up. Word. But if you go into the fight strong, you're going to come out cool. Yep. You're going to come out triumphant. And I realized that at that point in my life, like, you got to empower yourself. You have to strengthen yourself. You got to be ready for the blows to come and be able to hit, take them and keep it moving. You know, yeah. and uh, and took taking three blows at once. I knew that was God telling me, "Yo, sit down for a second. Yeah, you Word. know, you got a long life ahead of you. Sit down, get your shit right right now, and then let's restart this journey again. Got you. You Ooh. know, and 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 let's do it with, you know, with the right set of tools and, and preparation for it. So you sat down. I sat down for a year. You know, you went to the gym. I sat down. I went to the gym. I went to the spiritual center yeah you know, i went to yoga you right. know i really got into my 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 self-realization period yeah you know about who i am and, and what do i need you know now after that year hiatus in your mind mm-hmm. who were you and what was it that you were setting out to do at that point you know who am i now right so I just became a vessel, you know. I became a vessel and a messenger for the world, for the universe, for the for God, you know what I'm saying, for what it is that my vision, you know, the things that come to me that I attract, I just became a, a spokesperson for them and a, and a tool to create them, Yeah, you know. So it was at that point that I realized that, you know, my relationship with self is my relationship with the world. Word, you know. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Can can you repeat that? Can that because because that, that, that that's a fucking yogi gem right there. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> my relationship with self, your relationship with self, uh-huh. is your relationship with the world. <laughs> I'm just getting the podcast now, bro. Gem. And that's so was, true, though. That was where I, I um, you know, tapped into my universe. Word. You know, um, my uni one voice first. <laughs> so I uh, I took it there, you know, and I, and I really tapped into self and I realized that my potential, myself, Growth. If I want to change the world, I change myself. Is limitless, you know. Absolutely, it's limitless because the energy never dies. Absolutely, you know, the energy can only be created; it cannot be killed. Mm-hmm. And the energy was what you stood for. It was what the I stood for. Energy is what you gave. Absolutely, we're buying your energy. I mean, yeah. that's that's since day one, right? But I needed my own fuel stations. Yes, you know, I needed I needed myself yes. to be. To, to recycle that, yes. you know, and to find, come home to family, you know, yeah, love, all these things that were the essence of what kept me going. I couldn't forget about that, and I had to come back to that. What 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 time? Like what 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 year was this? 
When when was this? This was now I'm probably twenty three. Okay. Twenty four at the time. Um Yeah. This is around what year? Like what 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 so, time frame is this? This is probably this is was it two thousand sixteen now, so this is probably two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Word. You know? Word. So after that year, so you took off like a year. I took off a year, bro. It's a solid year. So what what was that first step back into the world like? Like that first step of like, all right, let's fucking do this. Well, you know, it was funny because, uh, you know, in my in my head, my success was I was getting better, you know, but. Uh, they say when you fall off your journey, you don't get back where you left off. You get back where you were supposed to be had you stayed on your journey. Wow. Right? So, uh, I remember, you know, I was talking to my, my, uh, I got really close to my, my grandfather in that time period. He was kind of, he got sick as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was sitting at the hospital with him and my uncle, my great uncle talking to him about my relationship with my girlfriend I was having problems with. And he said to me, he said, you know, Gavin, he said, work hard, be a good person, you know, go for your dreams. He said, you'll realize the root word of relationship is relate. And he said, if this might be the most gems. (laughs) And he said, you know, if you, as you move up in life, if you go on your journey, the people who you can relate to. Yeah will be there and you will have relationships with them. And uh and I went home and I broke up with her that night. Word. You know, and uh Word. and a month later a month later, month and a half later, I signed a lease on my retail store on Fairfax. Mm-hmm. Um so to speak to like I said, you get back onto your journey where you were supposed to be anyway. Yes. And people looked up like, "What the fuck? You just took a year off, and all of a sudden you got a, yeah. a store." Well, yeah. How, how are you, you sure how, this how, is what you wanted? Like, wait, what are yeah. you doing? I mean, did you like? How did you get a store? Like, you were were you still during that year making money from your your stuff? Was that still going on? Yeah, I was still okay. designing for people. Okay. Um, I got I you know got a little bit of investment from family, uh-huh. you know, and uh and I how I, I ran into the landlord really on a, on a, on some like wild shit. Like, yo, the space is open up. I always wanted a store. Let's do it. Wow. You know, I caught dude. I actually saw the guy mo- who was about to move out of the space late night. I had been drinking on Fairfax. See this dude in the spot. I'm like, yo, what's up with this space, man? Like, what are you doing in here? He's like, oh, I'm about to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, you're leaving. What? Next day I went to the landlord. I was like, hey, Oh boy's leaving. He was like, he's leaving. I didn't even know. <laughs> like, yeah, he just told me he's leaving. Don't tell nobody. I want the keys, whatever, whatever. You know. Wow. And uh, shout out to my landlord because I love him. But you know, at the time, I was like twenty four, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Twenty four year old black kid wants a space on Fairfax. You know, it's like there's a lot nah. of history on Fairfax. Our Jewish history. Yep. <laughs> no black history. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fairfax, man, a very Jewish neighborhood. Like, yeah. we, we used to live around the neighborhood when I was really young. Yeah. So your store, so you got that store, mm-hmm. right? I think the name of your store is, like, extremely brilliant. Um, did you have that in mind? Did you get the store with that with that 
name in mind, or did you get the store and then know what know what you want to do next? Because as you said, when you when you make that decision, you you end up where you where you should be. Right. 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 And and I think the store name <laughs> was uh, the store name was more of a. Um, the purpose behind the name was more like I want this to be a sign for people. Oh, excuse me, a what? A sign, Word. right? So a calling, a roll call Word. of the youthful-minded, you know. And the store was called Youth on Fairfax. And um, as you, you capital Y O U, lowercase T H. So as you see. The restroom that say men, women, you know, I wanted people to see youth and come in. Yeah. If that's you. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it was not, it never set out to be this uh, crazy retail operation. Yeah. It was more just to be a vessel for energy. You yeah. Know? And so that's what we did, you know, and it was, it was, I set out to, create a space where I could be creative. I could sell my friend stuff. You know, I could f- discover things. Yeah. yeah. And I could give the youth, my peers, you know, a place to come and, and vibe. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Again, going back to community. Right. Yeah. It's like the, you get a space and like the roots of it, the foundation of it goes right to community. Right. The whole essence of it. Right. It's, it's so wild important. because, um, I think this is a little like past the beginning, but like, you know, Gavin and I have always, as as of you and I have had Joe, like, bro, like, these two people sitting here right now, like, there are times where we just get involved in conversation. It'll be a fucking three hour deep dive into just like mm-hmm. life in the core type shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember Gavin and I um, had a meal at, I want to say it was Bossa Nova. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Melrose, and I was really on this like inspired by Simon Sinek type shit. Lala's. Lala's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what mm-hmm. it was about. about to say. Yeah, I was really on this kick of like the why, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I guess I, I feel like you know mine and Gavin's energies crossed at that time, and 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 little did he know, like I was going through super fucking turmoil in my own world, but I was speaking to my peers from a perspective of you know me talking to myself, if you will, right? And I remember asking Gav, why youth, right? And not only why youth, but why you Mm. being a vessel for this youth shit? And he hit me with an answer at first. And I looked him dead in the eyes and I was like, I don't fucking, I don't believe that. No, no. Right? I was like, bro, like, tell, tell me why. Like, don't give me the surface first knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. to what I'm trying... Because like, I'll be an asshole when I, I... I'll never need to be right or wrong, but like I'll be an asshole, especially when it's my brothers. You know what I'm saying? And especially when it's somebody that I, on the trail trail, look up to. Mm-hmm. Right? His energy is something I look up to. Yeah. Right? And, and, and me always, especially with Gavin, like especially with the cats that I'm close to, like... My only motive and my only hidden agenda is to make sure that I can do anything in my world and anything in my, in my, in my, that's in my power to help 
whatever vision it is that you have mm -hmm. to become great as you see it. Mm -hmm. And after a pause, I remember, and this shook me to my core because after a pause, I was like, bro, you don't need to tell me off top. You know what I'm saying? But answer that question. Why you and why you? And Gav, that moment like was when I was like, bro, like, let's go. Because he looked at me and he was like, you know why me? Is because I was that kid on the stoops in a community where there was so much going on around me, whether it was it was gang banging, whether it was drugs, whether it was like the only things cats in, in our community had to aspire to get out of the cycle that they're in is sports or, or music or fucking gang banging. Right? There wasn't any room for the creative kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, when I thought of youth, that store location, I wanted it to be those steps in front of the house that felt like home for somebody like myself. But except that I'd be there to be like, come in and like, let. Tell me what your goals and your aspirations are. Tell me what you want to do and let me help you. Let me help you feel comfortable yep. in this tumultuous and turmoil-filled world. And let me help educate you on the community, the culture. Let, let my experiences help you. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him dead in the eyes. I was like, there Boom. it is, bro. Boom. Mm -hmm. There Boom. it is. Church. Yeah, true, true. Me. absolutely. Needed it's to bring, crazy. Needed to bring it out. Yeah, needed yeah. to because, like, look. Sometimes amongst friends, and and this is what all friends, if you're listening, especially if you're friends with creatives, like, <laughs> you don't need to, to be right. Your idea doesn't need to be correct, right? But if you're going to be friends with somebody, and especially. Like, we've been fortunate enough to have so many peers in a creative space. And what what I've especially learned is, like, family, I don't want somebody to tell me, like, I'm the shit. I don't want somebody to shower me with compliments because, to be quite honest with you, bro, like, creative people in general don't really, un like, know how to fucking, like, show gratitude for that. Like, it's awkward. I get, I get super, I'm a fucking loud-ass person, and I get super awkward when people, like, talk really highly of me. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I'll turn yeah. into that... Like, I'm speaking sign language, so motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing that, that's necessary for creatives is for the peers, and especially cats that are within your tribe, is to challenge your greatness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and challenging the greatness, not from your eyes, but just saying, because we know, you know when you talk to somebody or you see something or, or you feel something like, if it feels real, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But then there's a difference with a lot of cats, especially in the creative world, that people try and tell you what they think you want to hear. Right. A lot. Right? A lot. Mm -hmm. And 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 I've 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 known Gavin so close to the point that like I know when it feels real, bro. Cause yeah. like there's a beauty in the vulnerability of this shit. Mm -hmm. And like what what he had done with youth. <clears throat> And what he was doing with youth at that time was brilliant because he wanted to educate the youth. Mm -hmm. He wanted to spark the youth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you give them you, a so you had a retail store and then you were also 
holding little classes there. Right, like, right. You were bringing the community in there. Right. Like, how, how was that for you? Like, that, that was a chapter in your journey. Right. 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 Now, that was definitely, I mean, for me, it was a, an opportunity to touch people, you know, and, and share the energy and share the wisdom that I had gained, you know. And so we would do things called vibe sessions, right, where I had Nipsey come through, you know, and we talked about his struggle coming from Six souls, that whole neighborhood, that whole experience to yeah. to the struggle of being an independent artist in the music industry and being signed and being unsigned. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation. I brought Freeway Ricky Ross through the the drug dealer. Yeah, I brought him through, and we did a conversation called Legal Trapping, and it was to talk to the kids about basically the parallels between legal business, illegal business, and why the legal business is the one that could pan out in the the illegal is a short-lived right yeah yeah um <clears throat> we did you know collabs with lupe you know we did a lot of cool stuff in the in the space that art shows yeah you know young emerging artists um and you know it was it was that hub and it was that you know communal sp- space for kids to walk in and be like yo i, I make these bucket hats and I'll be like, that's tight. Let's sell them. You know, yeah. they'd be like, really? I'm like, yeah, we right here in Fairfax. We about to sell these shits now. You yeah. know, like, let's go. And uh, and that's how it was. And that was the vibe of it, you know. And I think, um, you know, it uh, it was it was something that will never die. You yeah. know, it will always live. It touched so many people. I get people that hit me up still like, yo, this changed my life. I'm the reason, you're the reason why this, youth store is the reason why I'm doing this, you know? Word. And, uh, and yeah, so, nah, it was, it was a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? It was a beautiful thing. And now sure. notice, we're, we're speaking about this as past tense. Because right. youth, that store, that space, that journey leads us to where we are now. Right. Right. And I remember having conversations with Gavin. Like, it was crazy because, like, I'd be in the back office. I'd roll up in there. There'd be a staff member that I don't know, but I my ass would walk back in there. And I wouldn't, like, throw the Hello. Hollywood. I, yeah, I wouldn't throw the Hollywood shit, but, like, I'd give him the, I'd give him the hand signal, like, yeah, like, I'm going back there. You, you're not going to get in trouble for this shit. Right, right. And this motherfucker had cameras everywhere, so I knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but... I remember there was a day where Gav, Gav and I were speaking. He was like, yo, bro, like, don't tell anybody this, but I'm thinking about shutting this shit down. And, you know, instead of us going through the random hoopla of the, oh, word, like, whoa, no, what do you, for me, it became word, like, well, what, what are you, what, what are you thinking? Like, what are you feeling? And, and in those conversations with him, like, I began to realize that it was becoming a burden for him mm. to, like, he had set out to do what he wanted to do with this space. But again, as with every moment in, 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 in our lives, is that I feel like he wasn't feeling as close to that idea and he wasn't feeling that he was relating to who he was at that moment anymore. And there was more within him that he wanted to do Outside, outside of being confined by the constrictions of a lease, of, 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 of payments to employees, of all of these things that 
knowing him as a man, he take responsibility for everything. But there was, I felt like, like from our conversations, I gathered that like he wanted to break free and really uh, embark on his own journey and 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 take that to mm-hmm. its fullest potential. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, just to bring it back to, if you really think about why I began to become an entrepreneur. I did that to fix my family, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really, I was not like, that wasn't my shit. The numbers and all that, that's not my shit. Mm -hmm. My shit is the art, you know, Mm -hmm. the creativity, the design of it all. I just would do shit and sell shit because I needed to feed or not feed, but fuel and fix my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you know, so you know, these things that I did over my career and my life were just things I wanted to create. Yeah. And then it, it's like if you look at an artist, you know, they have an exhibition and a theme for the year and a style. Yeah. And then they switch it up. And yeah. I'm a, that's me. I'm yeah. an artist, you know, to the full. Like, absolutely. I've, I create shit of every whatever, sense of the word. Bro. And then I shift, you know, and I create something else, you know. And so. Uh, but all the while, my success story is in myself and the growth that I've had through the whole process, you know. And I think, um, you know, like you said, which what leads us to today, you know what I'm saying, where I'm at today and what I'm able to do now. Um, I, I could speak to just in that time period of me having the store in three years, you know, open a store, you know, had a daughter. You know, um, a gorgeous little princess. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that that literally is gonna take this world by storm. You and oh, I yeah. both know this. I know for sure. Her energy is like when we talk about energy. Mm-hmm. Peace's energy. His daughter's name is Peace. Oh, amazing. Peace, Marie, Peace's energy is like, bro, one of the most enigmatic energies you'll ever see in your life, bro. Amazing. Like when And you can there, see it. You can see it. You can <laughs> feel it, bro. It's, it's, it's there. You can see it's the energy. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like even when it was nonverbal, bro, you knew. Yeah, Her yeah. eyes were open. She's soaking the world in. Yeah. She's looking dead in your eyes and like, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. And that changed my life. You know what I'm saying? How that was so? a, Cause I feel like we all get, we all have like have those like moments and hear those stories of like, yeah, you know, when you have a, a child, like shit changes, but right. how did it change for you? Well, it's, I mean, you, one, you, I wanted to get myself together, right? On a, on a level of health wise, on a level of just, spiritually stress all that drop all that and just be balanced you know yeah. because I, I thought to myself like yo I gotta live two lives cause I wanna see her as much as possible as long as possible mm-hmm. you know and um and I it also made me fearless in a sense to start shaving off more fat you know mm-hmm. shaving off the bullshit shaving mm-hmm. off the extra weight that I didn't have time for it cause I needed to get her a car. I needed to put her through college. You know, I needed to make sure she needed had everything she needed. Yeah. You know, and so it really, I don't say I, I worked more or harder, but smarter, you know. 
And I was like, that was that was part of my decision of, of closing the store was like, OK, physical retail is taking up. I'm not happy creatively because I'm I'm running a retail store, yeah. Yeah. but also it's taking me away from my time with my daughter. Yes. And if and if we all know physical retail is not where the money's at no. anymore, you know, so it was like if I here I am trying to do something for the youth, but I got a daughter of my own, <laughs> you know, I got to. I got to trim some fat and become more efficient, you yeah. know? And so that's why my decision to close the store came from, wow. you know? And it was, and it was, uh, it wasn't just me and I got to feed a couple mouths, you know? So that's, that's where I led to. And, um, you know, another big, just about a month later two month and a half later, uh, my father passed away. Um, uh, and and I'm and I'm speaking off top. Rest in peace. I love you. Um, you know, I'm, I guess I'm I'm speaking that and I'm open to sharing that with you all because uh, this is my journey. You know, yeah, what I'm saying yeah. this is my yeah. story. This is my success. You know, um, and you know, it was it was a a time period to where this was my second big blow yeah. you know i mentioned the blow earlier you know and it was had I not s- sat down for that year i wouldn't have been able to handle the second blow yeah but now you're strong yeah you went to the gym man i i this second blow with my pops took me i went into this strong yeah my condition was strong going into yeah. this you know so I came out even stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, I went into this prepared and came out like a monster. Yeah. You know, and um and so, you know, to bring to bring things to uh full circle, you know, in the in a matter of a year birthed the child but lost the father, you know. And I think um, in that time period, I just learned how precious and how short life is, you know, how fearless you should be, you know, how good life is, how good God is, you know, how how much opportunity you have, you know, um, how how just youthful and fun and loving you should live, you know, and just really what's important. You know, just in in life, I think, you know, I think a lot of what we've talked about has been the the career and the workforce, but it's not. That's not the point here. It's the life force. Yeah, bro. the point here is that, you know, in my most successful personal time, I am my most successful in my career. You know, yes, I've made the most money that I've made right now, but. That's not what that was a after effect a byproduct byproduct of yeah. my personal success. Yeah. Oneness, my personal exactly, my personal connection, my personal happiness. You know, that was all a byproduct. So for, the, of, so for those that don't know you, after youth, after you chose to to step away from youth as the retail store mm-hmm. and all that, because the idea is still the idea is still a part of your your being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where where are you now mm-hmm. in terms of 
creative in terms of uh, what you're doing. Because I don't want to say it for the people, but I want you to say it. Right. Because you, you, you shed that, and now, because I, I look at you and I smile even bigger. There's never been a time where I've, where I've looked or thought of you and, and, and not smiled. But like now, I feel like, you know, in this fucking limitless circle mm-hmm. that, that we, that we, that we see in this circle of life that we go and like, cats don't realize this goes around, 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 around. It's not just one fucking circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this circle, where, where, where is, where is Gavin now? Where is Mizzle now? What, what are you doing now that that has you so so excited and where has your life taken you at this moment cuz mm-hmm. folks we've just reached right now <laughs> right so uh now I'm I'm going to draw back and bring a couple things full circle Let's for you it. right yeah uh the question of how do you de- decide what brand name you want to make yeah you know do you want to go global do you want to right the conversation of you know the journey and and becoming who you want to become, you know, mm. um, and, and 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 closing certain chapters to open new ones, right? So I made a decision that who I want to be is this free, creative, you know, be able to move around, do as I please, be a family man, be a father, you know, but create whatever it is that comes to mind. Yeah. You know, so I made a shift to put rather than the brand and the what I do above me, yep. put myself above what it is that I do. Mm. Very interesting. Right. And so now in shifting that up here, I put Mizzle myself at the forefront. Yeah. That's the most universal, most consistent, most the brand with the most longevity because I'm gonna always be here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you. My energy will never die. You know, and so that was where I shifted to say, okay, this comes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. This person comes first. What am I currently doing? Yeah. Because yeah. everything is is temporary. Right. And it's all so it's also minute. Yeah. Compared to this life that I'm living. Yeah. Uh, about a couple, well, nobody knew this all the while, but I was already working and designing for YG. Mm-hmm. Uh, came to me back in 2009. I was like, yo, Ms. Gab, I need some merch. I need some this. Woo, whoop. Yeah. And I was like, nah, we ain't going to do no YG face on a t-shirt. Like, we about, <laughs> to, <laughs> we about to create some shit. So I created the 400 brand, yep. the logo, right. the meaning, the whole and I was like, yo, you need to turn this into a clothing line, you know. Throughout the time, I was still designing for him, designing the Bompton logo, designing all this stuff. And him being loyal, you know, dude who he is, yeah. as when his shit started to pop off, you know, he had opportunities from other clothing brands, other, I mean, other merch companies to come to somebody. And he hit Probably me. some big merch companies. Big ones, deep ones, the, yeah. the yeah. majors, right? Yep. He hit me like, yo, I had these opportunities, I turned them down. I want to fuck with you, you know, and that's some uh, true shit. it was, and that's just, that's my boy for that reason. You know, yeah. he's, he is who he says he is. He proved to be that loyal dude. So long story short, we embarked on that together. Word. We just launched the, the collection three weeks ago. Shit sold out in four days. Sold the fuck out. Shit sold out in four days. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I'm able, and I'm, 
and I am I've stepped in the position that I want to be in to be freely creative, you know, creative directing the whole 400 brand. Yeah. Doing, you know, directing the commercials, shooting the ads, designing the clothes, the whole nine, and able to create what I want to create on the side. Telling well, your now stories. You're, yeah, you're the entity now. Right. Now, Mizzle, my, my agency is the entity that's creating what comes to my mind when I want to create it. As you know, what's what's your agency called? My agency's called Supervision. Supervision. Uh, yeah. Dope. Supervision. <laughs> We can get into that if you Ooh. want to, but I don't know if they're ready. Man, that's a we're gonna, that's another Ooh. conversation. Yeah, that's, hold, yeah. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me go really for a circle to where we introduce Gab. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it, man. I mean, it, man, talk about bringing everything full circle, and and now you being at the top mm-hmm. and being you know able to to do pretty much whatever you want at this point, mm-hmm. plus being the most personally successful internally being the most financially successful being the most career successful professionally mm-hmm. would you say this is your mama we made it moment ha nah, nah. you know i wouldn't say that you Shout know out to the nah. 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 <laughs> nah 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 i'm so blessed you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, i've yeah. been making it you know, Word. I've yep. been had a majestic. He so. called his mama and told her he made it a long motherfucking time. Yeah, I've been, I've been had a majestic soul. You feel me? Yep. Like you know what, what's up with me? Yeah, like Tia already knew. My, you know my, and, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. A lot of people, and this is another issue, but we talk about exposure. But we also, I come from a great family, dog. You like do. my father, yep. my mother, my grandfather, my grandmother, like. On both sides, but they're monsters, B. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've done shit. You know, my cousins. Your lineage is fucking strong, bro. (laughs) The squad is deep. For real. Now we're about to, like, reveal that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cats know each other. They can't bring the shit up. Right. But the the, the family history, the lineage is very motherfucking strong. It's deep. It's deep. Like I said, that's another conversation for another day, but. Pops was putting numbers on the board. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Yep, yep. Couple Super Bowls. Like, yeah. Hall of Fames. Couple, like, law degrees, law degrees. 20 years in the game. Like, yeah. 12 years in the pros. What? Yeah. Like, put numbers on the board, B. You know, and it's and it's yeah. not, and it's, it's inspiring to me, if nothing else, but it's like, you know, I say all that to say, man, that no, there was, was this is not the mama we yeah. made it because, you know, Cause we were never down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Money or not, we were never down. And, and, and then like the potential where she's going, we're just getting started. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. With, with, with having all of this happen, right? And, and when I say all of this happened, shout out to fucking that being life, folks. You feel me? You're here now. Your your creative wings are spread. Um, you're able to play a much deeper and 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 uh, a much more free and fully encapsulating role in YG's career. You're building your agency supervision. What? What are you most excited about for the potential of where you want to go in this moment? 
right? Not even talking about grand aspirations, but you've 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 shed so many layers, you've you've hit so many points in in your life that that like walls that that were merely like gateways to the next chapter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like so many people think they hit these walls and it's over, but like you've hit these walls and it was merely like let me assess the scenario so that I can just step through this fucking concrete and go to another utopia, mm-hmm. which won't be my last, mm-hmm. right? So at this stage in, in your career and in your life, um, being that you have such a young family um, in, in the making, you have a gorgeous daughter, you know what I'm saying? You have, a, you have a beautiful baby mother in your world and a woman in your world that, you know, this 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 seed of yours, this child of yours, is gonna grow up in such a fucking uh, creative home. She has two parents that truly, I can tell you this, that as lucky as you are to have her, you guys are to have her in your lives. She's extremely fortunate and lucky to have the both of you mm-hmm. in her life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the families in which y'all come from. But when when we're speaking of Mizzle, and Mizzle has been able to check himself into uh, a period of self-reflection when he needs to, mm-hmm. that is that every decision that he's made, however strenuous or tough or arduous it may have been, has led to something better. You're now at a point where your impact and your true creative vision and spirit it has a limitless boundary, mm-hmm. right? What are you excited about right now in terms of where you're going to be going? And I'm I'm just talking to media, bro. I'm not even talking about like taking over the globe type shit. Mm-hmm. Like at this moment in time when you wake up, like what are you excited for the most mm-hmm. right now? That's an interesting question. <laughs> um I think that what I'm most excited about is, you know, the unknown is limitless, you know? Yes. Um, The abyss, you know? The darkness, like, I mean... Canvas is yours to fucking paint on, bro. Yeah, and, and... and I'm excited um, to to be in control of my light, yeah, and to be able to shine it Word. in the darkness, yeah. you know. And I'm excited about just what I've learned to this point, yeah, uh, and knowing that I don't know, Word. you know. But 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 attacking that, you know, knowing that you don't know. Yeah. Be comfortable with that, folks. Right. Yeah, and attacking that. You know what I'm saying? Like Yes. Yeah, taking that on full steam and, and you know, embracing the struggle, embracing the fear, embracing all of that and just being like, yo, that's what's turning me up. Right. Yeah. You know, that's my fuel right now. Ooh. You know? And um it's like it's knowing that through my daughter I could live longer. Yeah. You know, knowing that it all it lands and ends with her. Beautiful. You know, and continues with her. 
my brother, I love you to death, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. For real, for real. Yeah. Like, let, let me let me tell you, like, th- th- this was such a fucking beautiful moment for us. You know what I'm saying? I can I can even tell by by Joe's facial expressions. You know what I'm saying? And like, He's dropping gems th- all night, yeah. man. No, th- this is has been an amazing yeah. experience, an amazing story. I like, I had and it was beautiful for me. I had no clue about all this, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Whereas Nushi's seen you along this journey for me being just an observer, just someone who's just listening and taking it in. It's it's a beautiful journey, man. Mm-hmm. You got to really endure like all sides of the spectrum. And, and we talk about this like, you know, when you say you embrace the fear, you, you embrace, you know, even the, the bad moments. And that's what turns you up. It's like, that's life, man. And without those, like... You're not living like no. you're you're unhealthy without yeah. those. Like that's what makes you. Or you're just living by another person's standard. Yeah, you know, and and it's in so many of the the people that we talk to when you when you when you break stuff down, ninety percent of it is talking about that 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 grind and that struggle and that mm-hmm. self realization and figuring out who you really need to be. And then that little 10% or even 1% is when you just flip over to that next level of like mm-hmm. you figure it out and then you start that journey. But it really comes, the root, the roots of it come from that beautiful, that beautiful struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this has been an amazing interview, man. Thank you so much for, for joining us on this. No doubt, man. Where, uh, where can the people find you, man? Where, they, where can they connect or hit you up? Uh, you can connect with me. My handle is at Mizzle Super VSN. That's Mizzle Supervision. And that's M I Z Z L E. Super This motherfucker out here saying Mizzle as if a motherfucker knows how to spell Mizzle. <laughs> so little, little Jonathan in Wyoming is like, oh, Mizzle. <laughs> Hey, is there an S Google, in there? <laughs> Google me. <laughs> oh, day. Hey, nah, real shit. And the same, my website, mizzlesupervision.com. M I Z Z L E super V S N.com. Keep up. We're going to keep it moving. My brother, so much love. Yeah. This has been fucking amazing. And listen, everybody out there, you've already made it, right? Whether you have a moment where you call your mother and tell her you made it because you will have that moment or whether you just understand the magnitude of your energy and already know within you that you've made it, but every step of the way is a different echelon to that journey. Call your mother, tell her you love her, (laughs) and tell her you motherfucking made it, baby. Let's go. Ah. Whoa.